the key to colonizing Mars could lie in the icy wastelands of the South Pole. Sending a manned mission to Mars has been the goal of national and international space agencies for decades. What once seemed like science fiction could become science fact, with NASA Administrator Charles Bolton saying in 2015, we are farther down the path to sending humans to Mars than at any point in NASA's history. The current target is for astronauts to leave for the Red Planet in the 2030s, but rocketing human beings to a planet that, depending on its orbit, can be 249 million miles away from terra firma comes with its own complications. This is where Beth Healy comes in. Healy, 29, is a polar scientist and research director at the European Space Agency, ESA, spending her time investigating how astronauts' health could be affected in extreme environments far from home. A former junior doctor at a London hospital, she has researched how to practice medicine in extreme conditions. In Greenland and Svalbard, a Norwegian island halfway to the North Pole where the sun never sets in the summer. I initially went to Greenland for the skiing, she jokes, and ended up liking working in remote environments. Though it may seem like a world away, the International Space Station, ISS, the Low Earth Pit Stop where a coalition of national space agencies send astronauts and scientists, is relatively a short hop from Earth. Astronauts can be evacuated quite quickly if they were to have medical problems, explains Healy. Typically, you're looking at half a day. It won't be as easy to hitch a ride home for those on future manned missions to Mars. The distances involved mean that when an astronaut embarks on a journey to the Red Planet, they'll be in it for the long haul, come what may. This has a number of knock-on effects. In a worst-case scenario, if someone falls ill, they'll need to be treated in space rather than shipped back to Earth. Plus, simply knowing you can't hop home has an enormous psychological impact. Moments of isolation could quickly spiral into a deep fugue if unchecked. But all of this is uncertain. Medical theory rather than medical practice. Not least because no one has yet embarked on an interplanetary mission deep into our solar system. To estimate how astronauts would react to the long journey, isolation and physical and mental stresses of space, in 2015 Healy undertook a mission of her own to Antarctica and a base called Concordia. Every year, the ESA sends a doctor out to the platform located more than 1,000 miles from the geographic South Pole to conduct research experiments. During the year and a bit Healy was on the platform, seven separate protocols focused on the psychological and physiological effects of living in remote areas were run. 3,200 metres above sea level, where the average temperature across the year is minus 50 degrees Celsius. Healy didn't initially find the sheer desolation of the Antarctic environment surprising when she landed on Antarctica in a twin otter polar plane. I remember when I first arrived thinking, wow, this is a long way away. I'm quite used to being in the Arctic, so the snow and desolate landscape didn't really faze me too much, but I guess it's how long the journey takes that makes you realise how far away it is. An overland journey took her to the base where reality hit. Finally, you see Concordia on the horizon. You realise just how isolated it is. But that remoteness serves the ESA well. Concordia 
is a good analogue for the isolation you'd expect in longer duration space flights, but it's also helping the day-to-day -day missions we conduct now as well, says Healy. While ESA astronauts carry out experiments at the International Space Station to calculate the effects of space on the human body, the number of astronauts that make it to the low-orbit staging post is small, and so the number of experiments is limited. We augment our ISS research with experiments at Concordia, Healy explains. In some respects, Concordia, which is maintained by a team of French and Italian scientists, mimics outer space well. A prolonged polar night means the sun disappears for 105 days, while the altitude of the base means inhabitants are constantly struggling with low-level chronic hypoxia. We're not talking Everest, admits Healy, but living at Mont Blanc for a year. The constant physical and psychological pressure on residents of the incredibly remote base over the course of a year is a good...